and Matt Entertainment Weekly, the show where we talk some sports, the show where we talk some entertainment, and then at the end, we combine it all to chat some sports entertainment. But Matt, this week, it is WrestleMania week, so we're going to focus on professional wrestling. This week on a very special episode of BAM. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, we're live two weeks in a row here on BAM. We can't be stopped. I got a list in my hand. It's a it's a specialty episode. How you doing, big homie? I'm doing really good, man. I'm doing really good. It's, you know what? For, for a while, WrestleMania was like at a 6-7. Yeah. But now... That we are watching some good old independent wrestling yeah. as we record. Bloodsport 8 on the telly right now beside us. Talking, you know, ROH. Talking some impact. I never thought I would add impact to the list. Never. You know, talking some amazing AEW from last night. Awesome dynamite show last night. I am hyped. Yeah. I'm ready. Fired up. I'm fired up. And I'm sober as a nun <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to change that. I am as well. We'll just crack a beer here and let's get going. Yeah, it is WrestleMania weekend. I think we're starting it early here Thursday afternoon. I do I do actually have to work on Friday. But Saturday is going to be a party for the BAM boys, and we're starting it early. It is the, uh, the bottom 10 WrestleMania matches, the top 10 worst WrestleMania matches, however you want to call it. The best of the worst. Yes. The worst of the best. The worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. So, so Austin Brett's gonna like be number one, right? God, get out of this house. Get out of your own house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. Honestly, I'm really excited for this. Uh, so, if you're listening to, what well, doesn't matter what feed you're listening to this show on, go and check out the special Sunday night's main event WrestleMania preview show. Mike McGuire, Joe Ganaldo, and myself. We went through the entire card, talked some WrestleMania, got. Hyped, as Mojo Raleigh would say. Oh, poor Mojo. Remember he? Uh, remember when he was employed? Remember his work? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm on. I'm, I'm actually like on. Like I'm. I'm on a good level right now. Just excitement. Like, nice. 100 excitement. You know, chatting some great wrestling, making plans for the weekend, um, and you know, just you, as long as WrestleMania is gonna be, you know. As we were chatting and previewing the card last night, you know, WWE did a pretty good job at the end of the day with most matches. I think so, man. I, I'm pretty hyped for WrestleMania. I think, like, the build for Charlotte versus Ronda has been weird and, like, you could say bad. But looking at this list of 10 matches here that I'm looking at, eh, WrestleMania's been pretty well built, you know? There's been a lot worse. There's been way worse in the history of WWE. Oh, yeah, to say the least. There's been so much worse. But before we get to the list, a couple things I want to talk about. Like I said, we're focusing on WrestleMania this week. But before all that, Matthew. Yeah. How's life? Oh, it's pretty good, man. I just got out of a shower feeling nice and relaxed. Got the got the locks down and, uh, you know, man, I'm just feeling good. It's a beautiful day here in Toronto. It's 16 degrees Celsius right now. Uh, it was like... 
raining and slushy and disgusting not 24 hours ago. So this feels like a blessing. Feels like spring. And yet today is the start of WrestleMania weekend, buddy. Ironically enough, when we're talking NXT, it's doom and gloom outside. That's true. And now we're talking, yeah, now we're talking doom and gloom in the worst matches in WrestleMania history. And it's a beautiful day. But yep. uh, yeah, no, it's just funny. Like literally, it's four fifteen ish right now, uh, Eastern time as we record this. And the first major show of WrestleMania, quote unquote, weekend has gone on the air. It's Bloodsport Eight. There's more than one match that is really, really fascinating on this, including John Moxley versus Biff Busick on this card. So yeah, we have begun, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So going back to what I was saying, yeah, man, life is good, honestly, right now. So I have officially taken Friday off nice and monday most of monday off good good yeah that's like recoup day that you need that to recharge the batteries yeah 100 because uh, i think over the next few days i'm just gonna be like really really tired but you know like yeah no so making plans for wrestlemania you know, I think uh, I'm going to be around, so we'll be able to watch it together, have a Sweet. couple brewskis. Yeah, no, we can't go too hard. So, well, you especially Sunday. Sunday, I'm going to go a little bit hard. I do work Monday, but Sunday's going to be my, like, enjoy WrestleMania day. Crank a few, possibly uh, imbibe in some other substances. Nothing crazy, you know, just things you can buy at Tokyo Smoke. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some fun on Sunday night. Saturday, going to be clear of mind, clear of body and soul. And uh, we're going to bring you two live podcasts. And that's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, man, you, you got a you got a whole meal of food to think about because you're doing Sunday as well. Yep. And on Sunday was, was a, I don't know why I'm like fumbling <laughs> you're my words. flustered right now. I think it, you're it's hitting you how much you have to do. No, it's, uh, it's uh, for me to. Whoa, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is we might have a special guest on Sunday oh. to watch some WrestleMania with us. Oh, like coming by the house? Coming by the house. Oh, nice. Who is it? Oh, you just wait and see. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Uh, is it legit Layla Hirsch? No, I wish. <laughs> no. I wish. No, but yeah, though, man, that's uh, that's fun. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, yeah, very, very excited to check out WrestleMania and this blood sports show. Uh Seems to have been going well, uh, but let's focus on what we came here to do, Boris. Let's talk some of the worst matches in WrestleMania history. That's exactly that's that's next on my list. You see, I actually made a list of stuff. Here nice, that a we little can talk itinerary. About. Yeah, look at me as I'm getting text messages. Oh, let me turn that around. <laughs> Anyways, worst of the worst, best of the worst, worst of the best. I don't know what way you want to look at it, but the Bam guys, Boris and Matt. I feel so weird when I say my own name like that. No. But regardless, we love our lists here. So we decided because this episode is so close to April Fool's, you know, we're going to have some fun with some bad stuff. Yeah, exactly. You put a little twist on the best of lists that you always see around WrestleMania time. Hit you with a worst of list. And it's always fun to just rant about uh, terrible wrestling as NXT 2.0 has taught us. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um I don't know. Off the top of your head, let's just start with like a little positive spin and then get into bottom 10 WrestleMania. So off the top of your head, what's like one of your favorite WrestleMania matches? I'm not saying pick like Rock versus Austin. Like what's one of those underrated, like hidden gem WrestleMania matches that you actually like love? You know? So I like this match because I watched it as a kid. It was the first WrestleMania that I watched live. Um, you know, whatever that meant back then, right? Right. So this is WrestleMania 7. I absolutely loved 
Loved it. Jake the Snake versus nice. Rick the Model Martell in the blindfold match. Nice. Yeah, I have a soft spot for the blindfold match. Spoiler alert, it will not be appearing on the list this evening. So uh, that might anger some people, but I know that the, the uh, blindfold match truthers are probably enthused about that one. No blindfold match on the bottom 10 list. I love that match too, honestly. Yeah, no, like, it, 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 I'm not saying it's a good match. It is not. But, but it's a match that just stands out for me. It's a ton of fun. Wrestling. That's what wrestling is, right? Like, Matt, remember, we are allowed to have fun when we watch wrestling. Exactly. In fact, it was the goal once upon a time. It's why we started watching it, because it was fun, Boris. Um, yeah, for me, I think my favorite, my most underrated maybe WrestleMania match is uh, Jericho versus Michaels for Mania 19. That, that match has gotten forgotten in the uh, intervening years because they've had such incredible uh, matches against each other since then. Like, their feud was so good in 2008. People forget that their first feud in 2003 was also really good. So go back and watch Jericho HBK if you haven't seen it in a minute. Uh, that's a great one. I think we've done enough praising of WWE here, Boris. I think we've said enough nice things. All right. So then let's do what everyone else does. Let's get real. Let's get to the bottom. The worst of the worst. Top 10 yes. worst bottom. WrestleMania matches. Yes, yes. Bottom 10, if you will. Top 10 worst, if you will. So there are a couple that I'm, I, I, I don't have on the list, but I do think we should just talk about. Let's call them off the post if you will. Not quite in the net, not quite on the bottom 10, but man, these were these were notably terrible matches. We're going to start with the right, gimmick. John Moxley and Kenny Omega in an exploding ring match. How is dare that, you? Is that on that list? No. <laughs> first of all, first of all, it's not <laughs> even in this company. Anyway, we're going to start with the gimmick battle royal, Boris. WrestleMania X7. Perhaps uh, a match that is uh, only avoiding the list because of Bobby Heenan's awesome commentary performance. I was hoping Bobby Heenan would get a job again after this one. Yeah. Man, it's funny because I know like that match was pure trash. But... Hot garbage. Similar to the blindfold match at WrestleMania 7, there's a certain charm to that match. Absolutely. Like a certain like morbid watchability to it. And uh, Heenan's joking and just his overall sense of humor. You get to see Okerlund and Heenan kind of be themselves making fun of wrestling. It's just a lot of fun. It is definitely the most fun, terrible match in the history of yeah. pro wrestling. Oh, 100%. And, 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 you know, I have to ask the question to you. Do you think Sheik is still walking to WrestleMania 38? <laughs> it would be so funny if they brought him in just to make an appearance. Just even like if he doesn't actually get in the ring, because that's a lot of wasted time. It'd be funny to just tie that uh, bow and uh, make that joke. I love it. Um, so, yeah. So, I would put that like in the one star range, just because just it had a morbid watchability to it. Same thing with this match. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 20. I do think that while the fans ruined it, I think they also kept it from being negative stars. Do you know what I mean? Because they did kind of give that match a certain, a certain like morbid watchability, a certain like what a car crash quality. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar was the original crowd shitting on this match match. Well, I think people need to remember the, the situation around this match. Everyone knew that Goldberg was leaving the company. Yeah. Brock Lesnar was leaving the company. Yeah. This was both of their last matches. They were phoning it in for the last several weeks. So, you know, they had to bring someone to kind of 
not have it be the 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 the, 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 the you know the the garbage trash, yeah the, the absolute fire. the absolute flaming trash barge that it yeah. became. So Stone Cold Steve Austin was the special referee. Ended up stunning Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Was definitely the highlight of that match. But what people kind of forget about that was Brock Lesnar wasn't necessarily expected to leave like until close to the proceedings like within like yeah like it was like the the story broke right that lesnar was leaving like very very close to bell time a couple days so that entire time they thought lesnar was going to beat goldberg and goldberg was going to go away but it actually ended up that at that moment they were more mad at brock than they were at goldberg so goldberg ended up winning that match (laughs) which is funny it is, but when you think about it, it makes sense, right? Like, this is the guy that you literally spent the past three years just yeah. building up. For sure. Of all the petty Vince McMahon decisions, I think I support that one the most. That one makes the most sense to me, at least. But it is just funny to see, like, they were they finally had a guy who could beat Goldberg clean and he couldn't say shit. And then Dave the Match was just like, ah, fuck it, beat him. <laughs> you just go in there and spear him, that's fine. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's crazy because, like, you know that, like, Vince, to this day... If you came, if you, if you uh, like, uh, if you breathed any sort of success in WCW, yeah, he still holds something against you. And I'm worried slightly about that for Cody Rhodes. Except I do think I do think that Vince is so delusional and cares so little about AEW that he won't even consider them. He's gonna he's gonna see Cody Rhodes the way he saw Drew McIntyre, who left his company. And made more of a name for himself, improved his position, and then he's gonna he's gonna push him well. I think. I also st- still firmly believe that you're so you're you're right. Yeah. But on top of that, his inner circle, who kind of understands the business and sees the business as a whole a little more, yeah. they're gonna see Cody Rhodes as you know the the model to show the optics. Now, yeah, yeah. you can jump ship from AEW to WWE and do something for yourself. But Absolutely. If, if Cody Rhodes gets shat on. If he turns into Stardust on Sunday or Monday, and that's his career, mm-hmm. you're never going to see anyone from AEW coming over anymore. And most importantly, MJF in 2024, of course. Exactly. So I 1 million percent agree with you on that front, buddy. So uh, Vince McMahon had better treat these guys with more respect than he treated Goldberg. Um, and our last off the post match. Our most recent match, WrestleMania 36, Orton versus Edge, last man standing. Pandemic mania. Uh, it was terrible. The fans hated it. Went way too long. I'll never watch it again, but I don't think it was like negative stars and embarrassment to pro wrestling. I just think it was a bad, uh, overindulgent match. It was overindulgent, and I think the circumstances of it being in an empty arena, and then you still managed to go to the back and make it long. And make it just last long. It went like 37, 38 minutes, if I remember correctly. Yep. Like close to 40 minutes, yeah. For like a backstage fight scene. Could have theoretically wrapped it up in 7 to 10. So, yeah, I think it was worth noting on this list, but you couldn't really include it on the list. But here we go, Boris. The bottom 10. All right. The bottom 10. Here we go. <laughs> So we start with WrestleMania 33, Boris. It's the only WWE title match on our list. The worst 1v1 WWE title match in WrestleMania history. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. And it hurts me. It hurts me in my heart. 
to make this call because I love Randy Orton. I'm the original Randy Orton fan. I think he's great, and I think fans who think he sucks don't understand pro wrestling. There, I said it. Well, that's a little harsh. You, you like what you like. It's fair to think Randy Orton is boring. I think Randy Orton is a wrestling genius, and I enjoy his work immensely. Having said I think that, it's his attitude that people have an issue with. I think people think he's boring, and that's fine. But, like... They also have an issue with his attitude, probably. Uh, I have an issue with this match. This was the uh, the maggots projected onto the ring match. Isn't this also... And you knew that this match was going to be something special because isn't this the match where Randy Orton was walking out and to the snake that looked like a penis? <laughs> yeah, exactly right, yeah. They uh, they lit up the ramp and it was supposed to be a snake, but it looked exactly like a, like a sperm. It was Randy Orton walking down the sperm ramp in order to beat Bray Wyatt in the maggot match. (laughs) And Bray Wyatt in this match came in as champion. And it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible thing to do, and I hated it. But at least the maggot thing could have explained why Randy Orton lost. He's like, oh, he's freaked out, got rolled up. It's a terrible finish. But to do all the maggot stuff... And then have Orton just win this match clean. Bray Wyatt loses the WWE title that he won a month before and was made a loser. And guess what, Boris? It didn't work out well for Bray Wyatt in the end. Not only did Bray Wyatt lose one month after winning that championship, but do you remember the reaction when he won it? Yeah, in Elimination Chamber, crowd went wild because they were hoping that they would see him win the title, but they didn't expect it to ever happen, and he did get it. And it, they could have created a new Undertaker, a poor man's Undertaker at least. A Pundertaker. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, uh, yeah, no, Bray Wyatt did not end up, uh, you know, reaching even uh, Kane Heights, even friggin'. I don't know, the Leviathan Heights, even Mordecai Heights. No, he definitely passed Mordecai. But uh, <laughs> Bray Wyatt uh, was a disappointment, and I think this was honestly the start of like the beginning of the end. Yes, the Fiend character came after and whatever, but this was proof that Vince McMahon was never going to really, really like put all his eggs in the Bray Wyatt basket. I will never forget, because this was the same night that SNME debuted, and I remember Agnew just shitting on this match. Oh, man, it was terrible. Absolutely god-awful abomination. And I love Randy Orton, so like I said, it hurts me. I'm the one man in Toronto who bought a Randy Orton t-shirt with his own money. Your own money. (laughs) Yes, not Not Randy's. Randy's Not Randy's, my own money. (laughs) All right, so number 10, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 33. Number nine, another match that is special refereed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a big red flag. When they bring in Austin to referee a match, you know that they think, oh, this is going to suck. We need something. We're going to Mania 27, Boris. Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole. It could be higher, but Lawler did a really good job. Like, he was trying to work the old-school Memphis southern style the big problems with this match is that michael cole controlled a lot of it to the point where you thought well cole has to lose and then cole won yep yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) just you know what the thing about this match that always got to me the amount of attention and build-up that this match got throughout my god what an 18 month span basically like yeah michael cole's heel gimmick this was the payoff and that started kind of like a year and a half prior basically you're right man it was like two years a year and a half of every raw every smackdown michael cole being an annoying heel leading up to this wrestlemania match that he won yeah that was a thing and there are eight matches worse than this one boris on the list 
Ooh. But yeah, so I don't have ratings for any of these matches, but they're anywhere between negative one and negative five stars, depending on how mad you are at, at the match at that time. Yeah. And I guess it sh- this is a good time to take a pause and say that, you know, we did get feedback from not only SNME members, but other SNME hosts for this uh, list. Oh, nice. Do you have any? Uh... No, I'm just saying in general, like when, when, when we thought of this concept, we kind of just threw this out, if you remember. And I know some of the matches that are on the list. Nice, nice. Well, definitely, like, yeah, holler at me if you uh, can remember any. We're going to go on to WrestleMania 10 right now. Possibly the greatest disparity from one match to another in the history of pro wrestling. WrestleMania 10 starts with Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Minimum four and a half star. All-time classic wrestling match. It is followed, Boris, by Bam Bam Bigelow and Luda Vachon. Versus Doink and the Immortal Dink. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember. You know what's funny? I remember even as a kid, as a nine, ten-year-old kid, watching this live, and still needing a cigarette after that <laughs> Owen Brett classic, and thinking as a child, this is trash. Not, not even like a Popeye cigarette, like full camel, extra large, yeah, no filter. <laughs> I'm rolling my own. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, this was a trash barge of a wrestling match. Uh, Luna Vachon wrestling a little person. Doink the Clown as a baby face, which is a terrible, terrible character. Doink as a heel? Awesome. Inventive character. Like, borderline intercontinental champion level. Like, pretty cool heel character. Doink as a baby face? Absolutely useless. A literal clown. What's the point? So yeah, WrestleMania 10 mixed tag team match. Bam Bam and Luna versus Doink and Dink. Number eight on our list of the worst matches of all time. All right. Number seven. Let's do this. Yeah, buddy. Number seven, WrestleMania 15. Big Boss Man versus Undertaker. The worst Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Why was a man hanged? What did this accomplish? What was it for? Wasn't he on like Raw the next night? Or like a a couple weeks later anyway? Yep. Yep, he he was. You see, this is arguably my favorite run of the Undertaker. He was he was really cool, and we were like, you were like thirteen or fourteen. I was like twelve or thirteen. Like, yeah, it was it was hitting us right at the right age for like the the demonic like, and he was crucifying people. Like, it was it was some crazy Where shit too, Stephanie. <laughs> like, was, I agree with you, man. Like, I love the Undertaker, but if you look back on, he didn't have a single even even maybe good match like there was one pay-per-view match with ken shamrock that i think i liked but that's the only one that i could think of that's even good yeah i guess even even his matches with austin like SummerSlam 98 that's actually that's a really good match breakdown him and kane against austin in hamilton that's not that good a match it's not a good match at all yeah so like by and large his character work was good but yeah his in-ring was awful and this was a slow clubbering punchy kicky match kind of ruined the vibe of hell in a cell for a while because i believe this was the third or the fourth hell in a cell it was the third one on pay-per-view anyway and the first two were the five-star undertaker versus Shawn michaels and probably five-star for entirely different reasons undertaker versus mankind and then there was this then there's this indeed (sighs) yeah this match Bothered me on so many levels. So many levels. <laughs> there's a couple levels to be bothered there's with. A few, there's a few <laughs> levels. You know, it, <sighs> never never mind with this like we like if you're a if you're a parent with your children there, you have to explain, like, okay, well, I guess you have to tell them the This guy's 
hanging there right. and he's not dead. And it's like, uh, Dad, what's happening? And you have to be like, well, son, you see, Vince McMahon decided to rig up a, a harness. And like, it's just, it's just trash. It's just dumb trash TV. And they didn't even use it to do anything with Boss Man. They didn't even use it to, the, the, uh, the end goal here was to convince you that Undertaker was evil. But he could have hit a tombstone on the floor to do that, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this, oh, Russo at his best. Oh, just uh, yeah, indeed, Russo at his at his best. Russo at his best in real life is Survivor Series '98. This is Russo at his worst. His magnum opus. Absolutely, absolutely. That was yeah. That was the uh, blind squirrel finding the nut. That was the clock being right twice a day, right there. So that was our number seven match. Number six on the bottom ten. The sixth worst match in WrestleMania history. We're going to Mania 2000. Uh, the end of Vince Russo, he wasn't there anymore, but the, the influence lived on, Boris. It's a cat fight. Terry versus the cat. I guess if the cat is in a cat fight, it's kind of like the Undertaker in a casket match. It's her specialty. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're, if we're going to sit here and do NXT talk and rag on the Persia Parada Indy Hartwell storyline, we got to rag on the, on the, on the forefather on the, you know, this was the uh, this was the pilgrim on the Mayflower of that terrible storyline. This was this brought that kind of trash to the forefront. This was just yeah, Val Venus was the referee. It was just terrible. It made wrestling fans look trashy. It was written by idiots for idiots. Yeah, it's funny because I rem- I forgot that this match even existed until you brought it up. <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah. It was, well, it was like four minutes of, like, rolling around. But there's, like, they've done the the gravy bowl matches and the evening gown matches. But I feel like this is, I didn't want to include ten of them, you know, on this list. I feel like this this encomp- encompasses, encapsulates everything that that era was, you know? Yeah, 100%. So we put it there at number six. We're going to go number five, uh, sumo match. Aki Bono versus Big Show. So this was embarrassing for a couple reasons. It was uh, a poor man's version of Butterbean versus Bart Gunn. They brought their uh, they brought their boy in, and he got absolutely slaughtered by a real athlete in his real sport. Also, Boris, at least the previous match had tits. If you'll excuse my frankness, I'm pretty sure I saw Aki Boner's nuts in this in this uh, match to the point where I remember I did because our friends and I, my friends and I, for the last like. 20 years have been calling him Aki Boner, not Aki Bono, because I think we saw his package during this match. So terrible on uh, pretty much every level. So you saw his Lex Luger. <laughs> I'm not sure if we got the total package. It was a partial package. <laughs> oh, man. I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> nothing. Fifth worst match of all time, WrestleMania 21, sumo match, Aki Boner versus The Big Show. And uh, I did not put Bart Gunn versus uh, Butterbean on this list. You could definitely argue it should have been, but at least it was a crazy highlight. Absolutely insane highlight. Ooh, let me tell you, when you go from a, 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 a logger, a pilsner, to an IPA. <laughs> yeah, to the Great Lakes Robohop. Ooh. That, that's a nice one, though. I do like it, but it is an adjustment from, like, generic old-style pilsner. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. But, yeah, no, um... Yeah, I got nothing to say about that match. Like, seriously, I don't. No. At least, like, in, in some ways, it's much better than Butterbean versus Bart Gunn because, I mean, Bart Gunn incurred brain damage in that match, probably. Yeah. Like, that was a violent KO. But at least, 
at least you got to highlight that you still see to these to this day from that match. For Aki Boner versus Big Show, Boris, you did not get any highlights that you need to see to this day. Big Show's not in the Hall of Fame yet, right? No, he oh, should. Oh, you know what's going to be on that highlight no, reel? No, man, that's funny. He should get in. Hopefully, he's. Uh, I mean, he won't when, while he's with AEW, though. Of course, he's not staying there much longer. Maybe not. He wrestled on uh, Dark recently, like like the last Dark taping he wrestled because they were in South uh, Carolina, right? Where yeah. he's from. Yeah, exactly. I think you'll. I think you'll stick around. I think he could like have a retirement match where he puts over maybe not an MJF, maybe someone lower on the card, like a heel. Version of a Dante Martin-ish guy, you know? Or like Dante Martin? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? All right, Boris, we're, we're, so we're into the top five. Sumo match was the fifth worst. We're going to the fourth worst match in WrestleMania history. This is a boxing match that did make the list. WrestleMania 2, Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. And spoiler alert, we're going to hear from Piper again on this list, buddy. But for now, let's talk about the worst fake boxing match ever in pro wrestling. You see, I, I watched this much later in, than when it... Of course, happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one. I was not I, born. I, I don't yeah. even think I was even one. It doesn't yeah. matter. So when I watched this, I thought it was cool. I remember when the anthology VHSs came out. Yeah. I watched it again. Oh, yeah, man. terrible. This to me is like the absolute textbook definition of a negative one-star match because it's like, it's pretty embarrassing. It's like... It, it's it's really, really bad. It's an embarrassment to pro wrestling, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen in media. Like, it does have, like, a watchable charm. It's a chaotic scene. Roddy Piper is, like, a crazy man. Mr. T is so winded. It's actually, like, funny. It's got that morbid watchability that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, there's so much about WrestleMania 2 that's just so forgettable forgettable yeah very very strange show it was uh i never really uh realized this until i went back and listened to like the lapsed fan dave Meltzer podcast which if you haven't heard those you have to listen to them they're so so great but uh he had mentioned that the reason the entire reason that they did this was because there was like a joint starcade right from i believe it was atlanta and greensboro i might be wrong about that but it was uh, there was like the starcade that came from two cities so vince wanted to prove that he was even better than the NWA. So three cities from three different time zones, like all across the the three biggest markets in the United States. Makes a lot of sense if you're Vince McMahon, but there's a reason why he only tried it once, because it did not work. It was a disaster. Dude, anytime they've tried multi-venue shows, it's never worked. Do you remember that Raw anniversary? Yeah. I do. Yeah, exactly, man. Even even to some extent, the Nitro <laughs> Raw thing with Shane McMahon was like kind of weird. And, and Sorry, Matthew Smith. <laughs> yeah, apologies to Matthew Smith. But uh, I, Nitro that night suffered, I think, greatly from that concept. So, you know what would be interesting is now in 2023, 2024, 2025, with all the technological advancements, and rather than doing like a two-day mania, what if they did a one-day mania from three locations that took 10 hours. Well, so I, I I was talking to this with someone and I was telling her that like probably one day we're going to see them doing like, you know, part one of WrestleMania in the UK and then part two oh. of WrestleMania here in North America. Kind of like yeah. how Live Aid was. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Then they idea can have too. like a Phil Collins going from <laughs> place to place, right? Debatable. I don't know Not if they... the Phil Collins. Have you <laughs> seen Phil Collins lately? No, I haven't. Oh, he's looking rough. Oh, poor Phil Collins. All right, so that is number four on our list. 
Number three, worst match in WrestleMania history, the Miss WrestleMania Diva Battle Royal for Mania 25. What a missed opportunity. I knew this was going to be on the list. I was expecting it actually to be number two, to be 100% honest. It was close. I wrestled with this in number two. It was it was tough. I flipped and flopped them a couple of times. I don't know where. I don't know how. I don't know why. I recently watched this, and it's more embarrassing now. Oh yeah, than than it then. was then. It was terrible then. Like uh, so, they bring in a lot of legends, a lot of old women's wrestlers. Don't give anyone an entrance. Barely announce that they're even there. They come down the ramp to Kid Rock singing some nonsense. And uh, the Battle Royal, the uh, Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal, the 25th anniversary, celebrating the history of the women's division is won by Santino Morella in drag. I love Santino Morella. <laughs> we, uh, we are Toronto boys who have seen destiny. Obviously, we love Santino Morella. Big Santino Morella fans here on the podcast. That was fucking embarrassing and terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think he'd probably tell you that himself. Probably. Yeah. Probably. It, it, it just it just always hurts me that like they always go back to that character, the uh, Santina character, and it takes <laughs> a spot of someone deserve Ed. Literally anybody in the history of the company who wrestled a single match was more deserving to be there than Santino Morello was. Like literally. Yeah. And then you like you still don't honor people like Wendy Richter and you know like yeah like, oh. yeah man it's actually terrible that would be an interesting thing to to see them put Wendy Richter in the Hall of Fame and kind of bury that hatchet because they buried it with Brett but obviously there there was money they buried in that. it with Bruno and obviously there was money in that though there's no money nobody even they've they've ruined Wendy Richter's name to such a degree that nobody even knows who she is or cares. Really? Well, that's the thing. I feel like to know it's who Wendy, Wendy Richter is, you have to be of a certain age. Yeah, or or just have watched The Dark Side with Moolah, right? Basically, that helps a lot. Yeah. And and that's why it's so good having media outside of the WWE bubble. Yes, a million percent we need it. And I'm going to say this too. There's a bubble now in AEW because people want to like praise Tony. And I'm not trying to shit on the guy. But having so much control... Things can be easily be skewed. It's fair. It's fair, man. It's fair. I think All so. I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's that, that's uh, that's fair. All right, number two on this list: the only time in WrestleMania history that a white man donned blackface. Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Uh, probably the only match on our list that is not going to be on Peacock. If you go look it up, I got to imagine. I got to imagine they cut this from WrestleMania six. No, I'm pretty sure it is cut. I have to imagine it's cut. And you know what hurts me the most about that match being on the list? What's that? You can see the building from our place. You can. Yeah, man. I I love WrestleMania 6 and I like Roddy Piper. I like Bad News Brown too, but like yeah, you can't you can't defend this. Like and the thing is he wasn't doing it in an always sunny the joke is on me like I'm a bad person cuz I'm wearing blackface. He's the baby face in blackface. He's doing it to get under Bad News Brown's skin and you're supposed to like him for doing it. And then not only did he do that, but then when you hear the stories of how he got ribbed, he basically <laughs> had to wear that through the airport here in Pearson. Which is like, that's like good for him in a way. Like, fuck you, buddy. Like, if you're, if you're going to do that, like, you like you kind of, Piper kind of deserved that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I remember WrestleMania 6 so clearly just because I will, like, that. I forget what radio station my brother and I were listening to. And every every little every fifteen minutes or so, whenever the news came up, they would like 
tell you the latest results. Nice. Uh, give you the update, like, live from WrestleMania. That's yeah. so cool. It's yeah. like, it's so weird to me that, like, not being able to watch yeah. a WrestleMania and, like, literally listening to the radio. Waiting for results. Like, I feel like, you know, like like I'm talking to, like, my, my great-grandchildren one day. I'm like, back in my day, <laughs> we had to listen to the car radio or, like, the, the box in the corner of the kitchen. Yeah, it's yeah. So funny. because the next year, WrestleMania 7, uh, that's when my family got, like, the D-Scrambler. Right, yeah, you are just saying that was the first one you, you watched live, right, with 7. Yeah, so 6, we had to listen to the radio, and I remember waking up super early the next day. Running to or the corner store and picking up a Toronto Sun. Nice. And that's where you saw the picture of the Ultimate Warrior holding, like yeah, yeah holding both belts, no makeup. Oh, that's so sick. I've said this before on the podcast, but we used to oh Simon Gotch versus John Hennigan on uh, on Bloodsport Eight. That's an interesting match. So yeah. Anyway, when I was a kid, I used to I used to pose in front of my uh, sprinkler with no shirt on, with my world title, my fake world title, and my fake Intercontinental title, pretending I was the Ultimate Warrior. I saw you doing that out here. <laughs> I was going to tell Peter, our landlord, like, we, I need a sprinkler, man. What you, Jesus Christ. Summer's there's, coming. There's a sprinkler on his other property in front of us. Well, uh, sorry to our neighbors because I'm about to be shirtless on your lawn. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings us to the worst match in uh, professional wrestling history. The worst told story in the history of WWE. The most disappointed I've ever been watching anything in my entire life. Ever. Ever, I and I, I could make a couple dark jokes. We're just gonna we're just gonna leave it there. Uh, Boris, I've seen some horrible things in my life, but nothing, nothing has hurt my soul worse than Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 26. It was the worst story ever, and they capped it off with the worst match I've ever seen. This is the only thing in the history of WrestleMania that I can confidently say was worse than the guy doing blackface. So. <laughs> Number one, I've been holding this one in since you started talking. There wasn't adrenaline in your soul? <laughs> no, no, there, no, sir. So this match deserves to be number one for yes. many reasons. Many. Many reasons. Number one, after how many years, this is Bret Hart's triumphant return. This was his first match back. The in- prodigal son is yeah, back yeah. after yeah. getting screwed. After, you know, this is what, like, birthed. Never say never. Oh man, it's just like okay. So if they if they do this, if they do this exact same build, the the worst build I've ever seen. But at least give you us get Cody versus Vince. <laughs> it could happen, man. I, I, we could see it. Maybe that'll be the last Vince McMahon match. Man, okay. So I'm, I'm let's put a pin in that. Wait, wait, wait. No, let's. Let, let, I, I got I, I got one in the chamber. Let's put a pin in that. We'll close the podcast with that. But uh, okay, so. If they did the exact same build, the worst build I've ever seen in my life for a wrestling match, literally the worst. I can't think of anything that's even fucking in the same planet as close to as bad, but they just changed the match itself. It would have been fine. It would have been it would have been embarrassing, but that's WWE. If they would have given us a better build, a build that made sense, just a couple promos, show us wrestling with shadows because that's all we fucking needed to see. It was right there. The whole build was right there. <laughs> anyway, Boris, if they just did things normally, if they just kind of gave us a chance to just enjoy the organic story that was already created for real, 
and then gave us that terrible match, that would have been fine too. That actually would have been fine because like whatever, you know what I mean? They're WWE, WWE's gonna WWE. Even if they gave us the terrible product that they gave us with the bad build and the bad match, but they gave it to us in 2004 or 2005, they were able to convince Brett to come back. They were able to drop a big enough bag that would have been better too. But when we did this in 2010, Brett, God bless him, had already had his stroke. This is the worst wrestling thing that's ever happened. This is the worst match in the history of pro wrestling. I truly believe that. The worst. The worst. Worst. There's nothing. Nothing has ever been worse. Not Zeus versus the Abdullah the Butcher match from 1990, which is terrible. Go watch it on YouTube. It's bad. Not Charmel versus Jenna Maraska. That looked like fucking Luthez compared to this. This was the worst match of all time ever. Sorry. Please go on. I love it. <laughs> now you know how I feel when the guy the Phantasma loses. <laughs> Oh man! No, but seriously, like I'm sweating. So I'm literally much. sweating. You are. It's it's actually hilarious. He is like literally sweating after this rant. I have a lot of questions about your health right now. <laughs> well, I got a couple drinks and a coffee in me. No, but like this much, degrees. like literally, is an affront to pro wrestling. Oh my god! Like there's so much that like uh, there's so much they could have done, and they decided not to. Now we are. People who kind of, I don't want to call us, we're not insiders. We're not. No. We're fans who know a little more. You know? Fans who have just watched it way too much, basically. (laughs) Put yourself in the shoes of casual fans. Yeah. And think how they felt watching this. I'm sure, like, I, I bet you there's more than one person who, like, probably haven't watched pro wrestling since... WrestleMania 26. I stopped watching WWE for for a good chunk after that. Like I was done. I and yeah, it was like I've mentioned uh, dating a girl before who like got me back into wrestling, and it was uh, mostly because of Benoit killed my wrestling uh, enjoyment. But from 2007 to 2010, I was flirting. I was here and there. I would watch the pay per views sometimes. I'd you watch WrestleMania. Swipe right sometimes. I'd swipe right on WWE from time to time. This match killed it. I did. I don't know if I watched like from 2010 to until I started dating that girl in 2000, like the summer of 2011. I don't think, man, I watched like five minutes of WWE. Honestly, that was the longest stretch I went away from WWE is because this match broke my heart. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. It is. They did the wrong thing at every turn. Not just the wrong thing, like a disastrous choice. There's like the right choice and the wrong choice. And then there's like jerking your car into a rock cut when you're going 80 miles per hour. They did that at every turn. And then they followed it with the worst match of all time. Yeah. Everything about this from the buildup to the story to the excellence of execution. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Just everything about this match is just embarrassing on so many levels. It just yeah, if you're really unfamiliar with the layout, it was like Vince McMahon tried to make himself into the sympathetic baby face at the end of the day and he had all the bullies, the bullies from the Hart family all came and ganged up on him. And I don't know, maybe you were supposed to read it as like a cathartic victory if you were a Hart fan if you're a Canadian, but I'm a Hart fan, I'm a Canadian, that is not the way that it came across. Not at all. It just came <laughs> off so bad. And it's crazy to think that Brett stuck around. Didn't he become U.S. champ after this? I think he did. He won the Him U.S. title. Yeah, and, like they did some stuff. He was in like the weird SummerSlam Nexus tag match. He had a couple more matches. And like again, like I just I wish they could have gotten him earlier. But that's that's not 
his fault, Brett's fault, or even WWE's fault. That's just circumstance. Maybe he wasn't ready mentally, physically, emotionally to come back until he had that that health issue. You know what I mean? Maybe that was part of him kind of kind of burying the grudge so who knows but man i just wish like if you if you did that feud that build and that match a thousand times 999 times it goes better than the one we got we got the absolute worst case scenario disaster disaster yep and the match itself was shit Oh yeah, like I love how we're talking yeah. about the build up, the circumstances, yeah, yeah. everything around well, it. Well, we but yeah. the match itself yes. was horrible. I I, did, I I haven't gone back and read the observers for any of these, but like we tend to write matches different than Dave Meltzer or most people. The, the Dave Meltzer school of rating matches is to just look at the actual in-ring accomplishments that happen from the time the bell is rang to the time the bell is rang. You rate them like you would rate a gymnastic performance. You're looking at like the creativity and the athletic achievement. And that's fine. If you would look at wrestling like that, you're not wrong. We look at it like we're counting the build. We're counting the commentary. We're counting the camera work. We're counting the before, during, and after, and the storytelling. We're, we're, we're counting it as a piece of theater overall. Yeah. So on that... In that scale, this is the worst match of all time, and it's not close. On the Dave Meltzer scale, I bet he rated it uh, negative stars because it's an absolutely terrible wrestling match, bell to bell, too. It's fucking terrible. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. I'm so angry right now. I know. Ah! He's literally bulking up. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to drop a big leg on WrestleMania 26 somehow. I'll yeah, just put it up on your laptop, and I'll just drop a big leg on your laptop. Break this. <laughs> no, but like, no, this match was really bad. And I'm, I've never admitted this to anyone. So I also, and I, I know I've said this many times um, on various podcasts where I did stop watching wrestling after the Benoit stuff, obviously. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah, right? as if you loved him and respected him the way that a lot of Canadian fans did. It was like, it was it was a mind fuck, man. You know that I met him once in, the, in an airport? Really? No, I didn't. Uh, coming back from a not even a family vacation, I was I went to El Salvador on my own. Nice. We had a stop in Houston, or I had a stop in Houston, and I'm waiting at my gate to Toronto. Lo and behold, Chris Benoit shows it shows up. The rabbit sits Wolverine. beside me, wow. and I'm like, my first thought was. Number one, you're a lot shorter than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number two, you're a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah, a lot wider. Yeah, yeah wider. <laughs> um, and then I just like I just turned to him and I say like, I'm a huge fan. Blah blah blah. blah. Nice. And he was the nicest person. And like, I was a huge Benoit fan since then. So obviously, you know, when when stuff happened, I had to. I stopped watching wrestling. I guess short story long, between 2007. And I guess 2011, 12, this was the only WrestleMania that I watched live. Really? Really? Well, at least you got the amazing HBK retirement match. Because yeah. other than that, it's pretty bad WrestleMania. Is this Cody Rhodes Mysterio? They have an awesome match. It might be 27. I don't remember. They have actually a really good match. But, uh, but uh, yeah, 26 sucks. 26 is a bad mania. Except for the awesome, like, possibly five-star main event. Yeah, no, man. Oh, this match. It's so embarrassing. You're just bringing up, like, weird memories, too. Because, like, even around, like, when this... This was 2010, right? Yes. Yeah, 2010 and 2011 were just, like, just 
personally horrible years for oh, me. Oh, that's funny. They were good years for me. I actually, I, I, I had a lot of fun and grew uh, in 2010, 2011, yeah. I believe. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, good years for me. But yeah, bad years for the professional wrestling business. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, there you go. You know what's funny? I'm going to tell you what's funny. I honestly thought that Undertaker El Gigante would be on this list. I was gonna, I, I was gonna put it okay, on. Let, yeah. me, let me be honest. Yeah. I thought all of WrestleMania Nine was gonna be the list. Yeah, WrestleMania Nine is a rough one. I actually, I don't want to say I forgot about that one because I, I did consider it, but I just kind of didn't have a strong enough opinion about it. You know what I mean? It was like I could, I can go to bat for all the ten matches that I just the, on the list and say those are all minus stars. Those are all embarrassments to wrestling. I truly believe that. I don't know if the if Undertaker. Gonzalez was so bad that it was an embarrassment. It might have been off the post. You know what I mean? Okay. You're not even going to add Hulk Hogan, Yokozuna. Oh, ooh, that's interesting. That probably belongs on our list, Boris. That's a really good call, buddy. That might be an oversight. Not the Brett Yokozuna part. part. No, yeah, exactly. That's kind of embarrassing to pro wrestling and fans, and it hurt us in our hearts. But can you imagine on Sunday... You know, when, when Brock Lesnar gets screwed out of the belt, Cody Rhodes comes out and he plays the part of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, man. So what do you think? You, how do you feel Cody Rhodes' WWE tenure is going to go? Do you think he will wrestle Vince McMahon? Do you think he'll win a world title? Where is he going? Okay. So personally, I think he's going to have a good run. Yeah. Because he is, optics-wise, he is the first person to jump ship, which, by the way, I got that right in our in our, in our BAM list of, of predictions yeah craziest predictions yeah yeah that is funny man now, I, I, <laughs> that now, be the only one that's come true so far yeah now here's the craziest part so i think he's going to be treated well in the grand scheme of things whatever that means in wrestling right i have a friend not going to say who and i know they're listening <laughs> i know they listen to the show <laughs> okay this person is batshit fucking crazy <laughs> okay this person Try to convince me that Triple H's heart condition was a work. Okay. The reason why is because of Cody's return. So they're, it, uh, they have Triple H working a heart attack, going on Stephen A. Smith, almost crying, talking about wanting to live for his daughter so he could wrestle Cody Rhodes. No, just so they can have the imagery of Triple H walking away and Cody Rhodes taking that throne. Hmm. Interesting. So Cody Rhodes is going to be... This is like conspiracy <laughs> theory. Beyond like... Is your friend Cody Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> is, this seems like something that either Cody no, like, or I've, Brandy I've, I've would say. Listen, the only reason I'm... I, and I know you're questioning me right now. The only reason I'm even saying this story is because I mocked them relentlessly. <laughs> is your friend Pharaoh the dog? <laughs> I've mocked this person relentlessly for the past week. Yeah, deservedly so. <laughs> so I just needed to say this. Like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Some some people, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Some people think the Will Smith Chris Rock thing was a work, and maybe that was. That's a that's a fun debate. That's an actual debate. Did they? Did they? Was it a publicity stunt? Did Will Smith actually just fucking lose his mind? Like that's. I could see both sides of that coin. I personally think it was real just because of the reactions. I thought it was fake until I heard the audio, and then I was like, oh, that was actually real. But uh, I I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. I think it's kind of offensive to suggest that Triple H's heart attack was just fake oh, for no, a wrestling is. story. Trust me, like I said. <laughs> The like, only reason I bring it up, the only reason I bring it up, is because I've already made fun of this person <laughs> off 
offline. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, that is insane. And I've given this person the what's up. <laughs> is it our truth? <laughs> no. But yeah, man, there's so many like bad matches when you think about WrestleMania. But like, you know, and, and this is kind of how I wanted to end the show regardless. So this is a perfect segue. You know, we shit on WWE. Rightfully so. They no, deserve to be. Just did uh, a big old coiler on WWE yeah. steaming poop. You know, but regardless, WrestleMania weekend will always be the Super Bowl, the granddaddy, the grand poobah, the big party of wrestling. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. It is the Super Bowl. It is the Stanley Cup final. And it's, yeah, it's wrestling fan, uh... You know, it's the it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's it's amazing, man. No, it really is. And, and and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, we shit on WWE. And even this year, I don't care what a lot of people say. I'd say 90% of people who crap on WWE are going to end up watching WrestleMania. You know, there's tons of other products that you can watch. At the end of the day, watch what you want. Yep. Enjoy what you want. Enjoy and have fun. Because, Matt, like I've always said on BAM especially... Wrestling is for fun, man. It's just supposed to be fun. It's just you know, it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of people in, in costumes pretending to fight, going out there risking their health for your amusement. And having said that, though, there's still a lot of shit in wrestling. Oh, there's a lot of just terrible, embarrassing shit. Just <laughs> terrible and embarrassing. Yeah, there's so much. There's so many matches. How okay? I gotta ask you this: How hard was it to only put it to ten? Yeah, man. Like, well, I, I had to. I, it was basically thirteen, right? It wasn't even just ten. And we talked about other matches up and down the show as well. So yeah, it was pretty tough. I, I probably forgot El Hikante, Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker. Probably forgot Yokozuna versus Hulk Hogan. I could have gotten twenty-five out of this easy. Yeah, we should have done thirty-eight. <laughs> That would have been fun. 38's a stretch. We would have been getting into, like, Bolsheviks versus Hard Foundation. You know, like, it went 13 seconds, so it's bad. Which I didn't want to do. I wanted to have things that I could, like, passionately argue were embarrassments to wrestling. And I think I did that. You know what's a match that I would have added on the list? This is, like, Boris's list. Yeah, Boris subjective, the the, the Aguilar. (laughs) I got my takes. You have some takes. I've seen them. I've heard them. Lex Luger, Yokozuna, WrestleMania 10. That's a bad match. That's like... And the ending. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, bad match with he a terrible ending. the referee and Mr. Perfect no-sells the fact that he touched the referee. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a really good call. That could have been one for Crush, sure. Crush, Macho Man, same show. Yeah, that's... That's a bad idea for a match. I I will I don't I, I don't think it's that bad. It's got like it's a one star. It's got Sheamus, Daniel Bryan. Again, bad decision, but we're we still are talking about that one, the Sheamus Daniel Bryan thing. I think that was brilliant in its own way. I don't I didn't hate that that much. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But yeah, no, you're right, man. There are so many. There are so many options. And there are some amazing and classic WrestleMania matches as well, Boris. So- and one day we're going to be nice. We're going to give you the top 10 WrestleMania list. We're going to probably have to do what we did with Royal Rumble one day. That's like years down the line, though, because like that Royal Rumble thing was a, was a whole meal of food. I have, I have something working up that I haven't actually said out loud on this podcast yet, but there might be a, a, a magnum opus coming later in 2022. We'll keep you posted on that, but uh, it will not be WrestleMania. That, like, we keep your eyes peeled. 2025 WrestleMania list. Yeah. There you go. All right. So this is usually the time of the show where I give you the rundown of what's coming. 
But honestly, we have so many shows. Go out and listen to the SNME WrestleMania 38 preview. You have this show, the worst 10 matches of WrestleMania history. We're going to have podcasts about SmackDown, a Hall of Fame podcast from the Smack Daddies. We're going to have a Stand and Deliver aftercast. We're going to have two, not one, but two after parties with Mike McGuire and myself and other people. Matt's going to be day one, day night two. We'll see what happens. But so much on the go. And eventually, we're going to be talking some ROH, some impact. Yep. So much wrestling to talk about this weekend. Matt, oh, I love it. Yeah. Bam, next week might be Ring of Honor and Impact catch-ups. Because, yeah, I'm not sure if we'll be able to do it Friday. We can't, We have to pick and choose one if we do. We can't we watch two shows at the same time, Boris. But, yeah, Friday honestly might be the craziest day in the history of pro wrestling. There are, like, seven immense wrestling shows and the hall of fame yeah and, it's and the wild. hall of fame is huge this year because exactly. it is the undertaker exactly right man it, it is it, it is an insane weekend it is an insane weekend of pro wrestling man i'm pumped having said that he's matt i'm boris until next time adios brett versus vince worst match of all time yeah yeah yeah